What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, June 5th, 2020, and you guys are listening to episode 450, How the Hell Are You? And we are going old school today. Okay, this is old school Verzi Effect. Uh, this is pre-pandemic, uh, pre-quarantine TVE. It is just me and you listeners. A lot of stuff to talk about. Going to catch up with you guys. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We are going to talk about a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Uh, if you guys have been keeping up with me, um, I've been very, you know, kind of just vocal on uh, Instagram Live. I've done some Facebook Lives. Um, and, you know, just talking about everything going on with uh, COVID-19. You guys know that myself, my wife, uh, we we had it. Uh, everybody in my family tested positive for antibodies, or lost a sense of smell and taste, all that shit. And, um, you know, last time I was on stage was on um, March 8th. Yeah, I did uh, Levity Live Comedy Club in West Nyack, New York. Great club, Levity Live located on the top floor of the Palisades Mall, and that was, um, what was it? Yeah, it was 5, 6, 7, and 8th of March, and then uh, everything hit. Pandemic uh, hit. There, the week after was the last week people were doing things, and then everything just shut down. So uh, I hope you guys have been liking the Zooms. I really hope you guys have been liking the Zooms. I've had amazing guests on there. Um, you know, from Pete Davidson, Brett Ernst, Tim Dillon, Bill Burr, Tom Green, Nate Burleson, Carly Aquilino, um, who, uh, Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool, Ronnie Chang. So amazing, uh, guests. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. I'm doing, this is the first time I'm doing the old school TVE from the, um, new Aversi Effects, uh, studio in my home. I also want to let every one of you know that anything that you sent me, okay, any TVE thing that you sent me, um, and I want to shout out, um, I want to shout out Chaz Customs again, um, but we're going to show them on a YouTube uh, clip, but for the Adidas, and I have the um, Stan Smith, Stan Smith ones, the Verzi ones, actually, uh, the graffiti one that uh, my dude at uh, Chaz uh, Customs did. And everybody that comes in here, brother, loves them. And we're going to do a YouTube thing when I reveal some Jordans and also show those on an official um, official clip and video. I also have the cigar sign somebody gave me. I also have the put them in the cage t-shirt up on the top somebody gave me. I got all kinds of posters in here and I got sneakers in here. I got a flat screen TV with, uh, you know, smart TV with the, the, uh, voodoo and Hulu and, you know, Redbox and prime Netflix, all that stuff. And um, it's so cool to be sitting here in my home. I just built this thing when the quarantine went down, and um, here I am. But there's a lot of stuff to talk about, so I'm going to get into it. I am going to read your guys' Unacceptables. We'll do Unacceptables for the first time. There's way too many Unacceptables during this time, from uh, COVID to, to these um, unbelievably horrible 
just horrible things that happen in the news. Rest in peace to George Floyd, who was murdered in front of all of us. That's all you could say. The guy was murdered and calling for his mother, his dead mother, rest her soul and now rest his soul. Um, and the guy was in handcuffs and it was brutal. It was brutal to watch. Um, the one nice thing I will say is I have not heard anybody try to defend that one. I've, you know, you've had other ones where people are like, well, you don't know what happened before. Like everybody that I know, including police officers that are friends of mine who always usually try to defend the cop. Uh, well, not always, but you know, they try to always see it from that side because that's the side that they're, that they're on and that's the, the life that they live and sometimes they're in danger and shit. So they obviously will say, well, you never know. I need to know all the circumstances. Not this one. Okay, this one was, it was fuck, it was one of the worst things that I've seen as an American citizen and as a human being. Um, I was glad to see that those four police officers got, uh, got charged and uh, hopefully uh, they will be convicted. Hopefully they will be convicted of, uh, you know, I mean, of what they did because what they did was, was really horrible. Now, let me get into this. I've never really talked about this before on the show. All right. But I'm going to talk about it now. And uh, and we're going to talk about some fun, happy shit too. Okay, it's going to be, uh, we're, it's going to be, like I said, sit back wherever you may be. You know what it is. This is TVE 450. I just sounded like I was a pilot on a flight. Welcome to flight TVE 450. Sit back, relax. and. Uh, but anyway, I have some nice announcements to make, man. A lot of cool stuff. It seems like a lot of things are slowly getting back to normal. Um, unfortunately, in New York and some of the major cities, comedy's taking a little bit of a, you know, it's going to be a little bit before you could actually get into a club and do live entertainment in New York City, the major cities. But uh, there's comedy going on, and your boy right here is performing next weekend. I will plug that at the end of the show, but I am pretty excited about it. Um, anyway... Anyway, anyway, here is the deal. Why is my wife texting me when I am doing a podcast and she knows that I am? So I'm just going to text back, I can't. Let's see how that goes. You ever, you ever do that, fellas? You ever have your wife be like, yeah, do you mind doing this? And you're just like, I actually can't right now. And then you just get the dirty look and it's like, okay, well, we're not having sex for a month. By the way, it's been hard, right? It's been hard sexually during this pandemic. Oh boy, that's a that's a story for another day. Anyway, it's a weird thing to start talking about Black Lives Matter and all this stuff going on, and then be like, I don't know if I'm gonna. Um, why she just texted? Why I'm doing a podcast? Okay, uh, <laughs> literally right now. Okay, so I was thinking about this and I got into it with somebody yesterday, okay? I got into it with somebody, only one person though, a couple, actually a couple people, all right? And this is my thing, guys, all right? And you guys know that I am always, I'm, a, I'm an in the middle type of guy and I know that annoys people sometimes, but it just is what it is. I can say, I have no problems saying um, yeah, if you're going to peacefully protest and think something needs to change and want your voice to be heard, this is America. Great. But if you're going to run out of a fucking Apple store with nine iPads and iPhones, that is not honoring the man who is the victim of that horrible crime. 
And 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 I just, you know, and and I think that there are definitely people that, you know, act as criminals. You know, no matter who you are. I don't care if you're Asian, an alien, black, white, purple. If if you're taking advantage of a situation and you're running into a fucking sneaker store and you're running out with nine boxes of of Jordans and shit, just because you know people are breaking windows and you got an opportunity to get some free shit, that's criminal activity. Whoever the fuck you are, and no one's gonna say, "Oh well, I'm tired of this," and, and so I, I have a right to get fucking nine iPads and sell them. Like that's you know, but I can say that. But I could also say, yeah, the people want to protest. That's fine too, as long as nobody's hurting anybody. But you can't. You just people are running up to cops, hitting them in the head with fucking bricks, stabbing them in the neck and shit. And then it's like, so I mean, it's a really fucking crazy, sad thing that's gone on, not just in New York City, but all over the country. Now, um, the one thing that I will say is, I don't understand people that, and I know this is touchy, guys, and I know it shouldn't be. Actually, I really don't think it should be. But, you know, and I have family members, or maybe, I don't, I don't know, actually. I, I don't know how they feel about this, but explain something to me. The fact that people don't understand and don't support Black Lives Matter to me, I just don't understand the argument of, well, that's bullshit, all lives matter. Where does the Black Lives Matter thing say only Black Lives Matter? It doesn't. I, ne- I don't get it like that. And at first I was like, Paul, be smart. When, bef- when you defend something, find out really what they're saying, right? You got to find out what something means. And all that Black Lives Matter <laughs> means to me, and, and it, it, you know, and Michael Che's joke, look at Michael Che, um, his joke on Netflix. It's like, just they just matter the same. It's not saying it matters more or less, you know? And, I, and it made me wonder. I was going like, I wonder if, what if, it, what if there was a statement that said Asian lives matter? Do you think there would be that much of an uproar? Honestly, think about that for a second. If it was Asian lives matter, do you think people would be like, oh, fuck that, that's racist? No. I, I honestly, like, it, it's just to say to somebody, yeah, all lives matter, that shit is racist. Like, I never said. What, do you think that I would really support something that said one race matters more? then I, I, I'm a white guy with, with a family, like why, with a white wife and white kids. Why would I ever go, oh, well, this, this is more like I would, I, everybody equal the fact it's 20 fucking 20. It's 20 fucking 20. And, and people just, and people just aren't treated, treated equally still. And people are, you know, like, it's just, I don't understand why it's so hard guys. And I know that this sounds, look, I know that this sounds corny and cliche, okay? And I know that it's it, people are... And, and listen, man, you could laugh still. People could laugh. You know, I was saying something. Giannis and I were saying something funny. And, and I'm going to get into some funny stuff today we were talking about during this whole thing. But like I said, you know, I know it may sound corny, cliche, but I just... If you treat people the way you want to be treated... We were taught that shit in second grade. We were literally taught that shit in second grade. Treat people the way you want to be treated and treat them as though like when you show up to somebody's house, right? And they open the door. Hey, so glad to see you. No, come in. And it's just as like you feel good. Just treat people like that. Yeah, we're going to have bad days and not everybody feels like doing that with strangers. And I'm not saying on a bad day you don't have to be more quiet. or But you don't fucking treat somebody 
you know, like they're not a human being. And I think what happened is I think that I do think that this I do think that this George Floyd situation was really going to change things for the better. I do. Because I watched that video and anybody, any human being who watches that video and watches that man slowly die, taking minutes and minutes to be killed. And by the way, guys, I know friends, I know friends who are cops, dear friends, and they all told me, dude, when somebody's on their face and on their stomach with their hands cuffed behind their back, they're not doing anything. So that was bullshit. And the guy's saying everything hurts. His, his, his nose started bleeding. He's calling for his mother who was dead. I mean, it is awful. And I just said, I get it, man. Like they're saying black lives matter. Black lives matter too. That's what it is. It's not more or less. So one guy heard me say that and goes, here's a fucking unacceptable for you. One guy heard me say that and goes, yeah, whatever, dude. So I guess why don't you just let them, you know, get into your gated community and burn your house down, you uh, rich piece of shit. I'm going, what? First of all, I don't live in a gated community, number one. Uh, number two, why the fuck would me say, me saying, yeah, I understand and support Black Lives Matter, of course Black Lives Matter, would make you say, yeah, well, why don't you just have them loot your house and burn it down? You rich, like, what the fuck? Like, think about the mentality there. It's just really fucking ridiculous to say that. And the fact that people will be like, no, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Oh, it's racist to say that. You know, blue lives matter, cop lives. Of course, blue lives matter and cop lives matter. Who the fuck is disputing that? Who's disputing any life doesn't matter? Who, who the fuck is, who's saying that? And I really do wonder if it was Asian Lives Matter, you know? Fuck it. <laughs> I just, would people give a fuck? You know, so I, I, um, I realize that you can't really argue with people. I realize that, you know, uh, listen, man, I know people go too far. We all know the left has gone fucking wild and way too far, the left. The far left is not even Democrat. It's like, it's like a fucking cult. And then you get the far right who hear you say, yeah, dude, Black Lives Matter. Fuck you. What do you want them to fucking come to your house and kill your fucking set your dog on fire? And then what? And I'm like, what? So the whole thing is just, um, it's really sad. And seeing police officers that are good people get, get attacked and stabbed and seeing, you know, innocent black dudes getting shot in the back and getting killed when they're jogging and getting dying right there slowly and seeing all these different things and then the rage now towards the police. I mean, all of these things, just seeing it, man, after a pandemic. But I said this yesterday, all these people better be getting fucking sick after this, okay? If the COVID-19, if there's not a spike, because I see all these people, I don't see fucking masks, Okay, I don't see social distancing. I see crowds of thousands yelling and screaming and touching each other and hugging and crying and fighting and all that. There better be sick people or we were fucking lied to. That's what I that's what I think. <laughs> I really really think that. I'm like if there's not if the news isn't like, well, there's been a an unbelievable outbreak and uh, the numbers have gone up because that, then I'll be like, all right, this is, and listen, I had COVID. I know I'm not downplaying it. I'm not saying it was a fake thing. I'm not saying that it wasn't real. I'm not saying it wasn't, I saw it. I had friends on ventilators and, and ICU that almost died 
You know, luckily my family was fine with it. Me and my wife got through it. I was a little worse. I had some coughing and got put on an inhaler and, um, and we lost our smell and taste, but nothing brutal, nothing that we couldn't deal with. But it was definitely, um, something serious and awful. And I'm just curious now because now it's dying down so much and the media is not talking about it that I think it would be very funny and weird. And I don't mean funny in a funny way. I mean funny in like a what the fuck is going on type of way if the numbers don't go up. That's just how I feel. Because I'm like, you know, I saw what people are doing. Those were crowds. And uh, not everybody had a mask and there were thousands and thousands of people. So, but on a positive note, I will say this. I hope that the awful, brutal tragedy and murder of this man, George Floyd, will bring some good. Seeing his daughter, seeing all the peaceful protesting and saying, Daddy changed the world, got, gave me the chills. And I had a bunch of friends going, man, that one really got me. That got me. It didn't make me cry or get me like that, but thinking about it later, it gave me the chills. Like, Daddy changed the world. And, uh, and, she, and, and hopefully, hopefully people can see that and just go, you know what? This is the one. Maybe in 2020, with the COVID and this pandemic, and the, 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 the racial tension and everything going on and the political divide. Maybe this is the year. Maybe. And you know what? You could probably say, Paul, you're wishful thinking. Shut the fuck up. That ain't going to happen. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it's not going to happen. Or maybe. I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. Maybe in the history books, 40, 50 years from now, it'll say the year 2000 was the year the United States became more united. There was a time there where it was divided and then it became more united slowly. Maybe that that'll happen. Maybe not. You know, maybe not. Maybe it's just wishful thinking and everything is going to go back to the way that it was. And listen, there's going to be other crimes. There's going to be other horrible shit. But um, seeing what's going on around the world, New Zealand and Paris and all that stuff, as long as people are peaceful and just want to see a change, um you know, great, great. So I'm hoping that my kids and your kids and everybody can just kind of, like I said before, uh, treat people the way you want to be treated, treat people like humans, and and just go about it that way. That is what I I hope and, and wish for. Um, I, I know, like I said, it's hard to you know, be really funny. Like I have a lot of things going on that I wanted to post about and talk about. I got some things going on, um, you know, and you're, you got some things going on in your career and, and, and with your job and, you know, you want to put, and I'm like, I can't post that. I don't want to post that. You know, people like freaking out. But then here's another thing I don't like. I saw people like promoting stuff and people are like, oh, no time for that dumb shit. It's like, fuck, don't tell me what I'm going to post. Not me, but I had a friend post something and somebody was like, oh, it's not time for this dumb shit. It's like, first of all, who the fuck are you to tell anybody what they can or cannot post? You know? Um, but you know, it's funny, man. It's really funny how... Uh, it's just funny. Like me and Giannis were talking about how people just talk to each other differently. And like, I'm not going to lie, man, like I, you got to watch the tension and I'm not just talking white or black when shit like this goes on and there's a pandemic where people are not working and people are, 
you know, really kind of tense and then they see what's going on in the news. So then you all of a sudden you get money stress and work stress mixed with anger and all that tension. I'm fucking nice to people. I mean, not that I'm not, you guys know me. I'm always pretty nice to people, but like right now I'm just like, how you doing? No worries. All right, let me just get my shit, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go home, close the door. Uh, (laughs) You guys won't be seeing me. Good night. You know, I'm just, cause you just worry, man. You worry about shit because you don't know if somebody's going to snap or what somebody's going to do. And that's why I want all this shit to be over with. Here's my dream. You ready? My dream is this. The protests and everything are are peaceful and nobody gets hurt. The rioting and the looting is done. They they clean up all the stores that that were beat up and everything that goes on. COVID-19 stays down, goes away. And you know what? By like August 1st, everybody's better and feeling better and those police officers get what's coming to them and they get the right justice and people see that the right thing was done and and you know parks and beaches and 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 restaurants are open for fucking business and the pandemic is gone and a lot of the tension goes away and there's more positive things in the news uh that's the thing But then that's not going to happen because guess what? Then there's going to be an election and uh, it's going to be Biden versus Trump and people are going to lose their fucking minds again. So they're just shits on my plan. Never mind. I had a good plan. Now the optimist just turned into the pessimist. It's over. Can we fucking get better choices than Donald Trump and Joe fucking Biden, please? Is there a way to just get somebody that doesn't tweet, that doesn't say stupid wild shit, that doesn't forget what he's saying, that doesn't fucking, you know, keep hugging his fucking nieces or whatever he's doing? Can we just get somebody in fucking office of the in the United States of America that doesn't have a yeah but a, a fucking thing, please? Can we get some fucking body in there that is not ha- like an over-the-top fucking thing? And you guys know me. I'm not trying to make this shit political. You know me. I'm in the middle. But enough is a fucking enough. All right? I'm sitting there and Donald Trump will start making a point. You're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And he's like, by the way, my ratings are better than it. I was like, guys, talking about the fucking ratings. It's like everyone's fucking grandfather's on a fucking ventilator dying and you're talking about your fucking ratings, you know? So then that's the shit and then fucking Joe Biden's out of his fucking mind because he's sitting there and Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden's getting mad, yelling at people. He doesn't, he seems like he doesn't know where to fuck, what's going on. He seems like an angry grandfather who, you know, you don't know what mood you're going to catch him in. So that's a, that's a shitty situation. I think, you know the way you could, you have to be president after 35 years old? Well, I think that they should, I think that that's fine, but they should lower the max. I think you could be 35, but I think you can't be past 65. You got a 30-year fucking gap to get four or eight years. How about that? 30 years. You got 35 to 65, right? That's 30 years, right? 45, 55. Yeah. Whatever. You get 30 years in the thing, okay? If you're over 65, I don't, it's dementia stuff could set in. You could be all fucked up. I, you know, I just think, you know, you start shitting your pants. You're going to need help. You're going to need assistance. You need a walker. Your president shouldn't need a walker. Your president shouldn't be, you know, plus they all get gray and look like shit after a few years anyway. 35 to 65, you just pack it in. That's it. 
And if you happen to get in before 65, you have a two-year. So, like, if you get in at 62, you just you got three years, and then somebody else is coming in. If if you happen to get elected that way, 65 is it. Or they'll give you a one-year grace period. If you have one year left, they'll let it go to 66. But that's it. Okay? Nobody's senile. Nobody's shitting their pants. You should still have decent vision. All right? Your feet need to be good. They should check your feet. They should fucking... That's what I think you need. that needs to happen. None of this. Well, he's fucking 85. But hey, the lesser of two evils. And you got some guy fucking shaking up there. I, I I don't want that. I really don't want that. I want a fucking normal, younger, you know, probably good looking dude. Talks fucking like a, you know, talks good. That's what you need. He's going to look like shit after three years anyway. So you should get him in a little lower. Um, All right. I feel better. I got that off my chest. I fought with people. I fought with people, guys. I was on. If you guys saw it, you know, I'm just fighting. I'm like, why? Why? I tried to stay quiet. Why? But during big shit, I can't listen. I can't sit it out. Um, but what I want to do, and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to do this right now, is talk to each and every one of you and thank you guys for your support um, over the years. And also let you know that my podcast will be leaving Podbean and we are jumping to um, another platform. Uh, now the Verzi effect will always be available on Spotify, which I'm super excited about. We're going to get another platform starting next week with my guest, the man, the myth, the legend, you know him, you love him. He was on episode 400. We're going to do a zoom. So it's going to be video for you all to see. Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers will be my guest on TVE 451 next week. I was going to have him on this week, but we decided with everything going on, it was probably better for me. Give me a chance to talk to you guys, catch up with you guys, and um, just be able to, to you know thank you guys for everything, listening to all those episodes. I also want to thank everybody on here. The new YouTube channel has exploded in so quick, quickly. Uh, I shouldn't say exploded, but like in a month, got over a thousand subscribers. Right now, we're almost at 1,300 subscribers really quickly, and it's just growing every day, every day. So um, I please ask you guys if you want to uh, go to my YouTube and subscribe. Uh, that would be awesome. We have Verzi Effect Zooms on there. We have a bunch of clips from the special on there. New stand-up clips. Also sketches, clips, funny clips like that. And I have a new uh, web series getting launched in a week and a half called Dude, I Called It, where actors, comedians, uh, professional athletes will be making predictions and talking about past predictions that they had that came to pass. And uh, it's pretty cool. Okay, I'll give you a little hint. The uh, intro to it is me as Zoltar in the Zoltar machine. Picture that. That's coming. That's going to be on the YouTube channel. So please spread it. Let people know. Uh, spread the word because I'm really excited about that. Um, and what I'm really, really excited about, guys, I got to thank all of you guys here on the podcast um, about what's gone on with um, the Verzi. I mean, I'm sorry. The, I'll say this special. 
Um, we have 4 million views, number three out of any comedian on TikTok. 4 million views for the lightsaber bit. 1.1 million likes, which no other comedian out there has even close. And I'm so thrilled and humbled by that. We also have um, almost half a million views of the Trump jokes. 400,000 on another Trump joke. Uh, over 100,000 on the St. Peter joke. Um, it's just, the, and all the other ones are just getting tens of thousands of views. And now millions of people have seen, I'll say this, and it's doing fantastic. So thank you all, man, for, for sticking with that special. Now it's considered a hit and so many people are watching it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot tell you enough, um, how validating it felt to put all that work in and know that it really did good the first time around. And then Comedy Central re-released it on their YouTube channel for seven days. And it did better in that time than it did the night that it was released on television. So, um, again, thank you guys. I feel like I just won an award and I'm thanking everybody. Let's talk to you people. Let's go to the unacceptables for TVE and let's do that. My unacceptable is anybody that's just not fucking logical right now. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, but let's go. Let's see what you guys had to say. Um, I'll just pick some from before. Here we go. Um, we got Saren, Jesus, Derek, Ryan, Clint. Let's start with Clint. And Clint says, what's up, Clint? I believe Clint is from Indianapolis. Hey, Paul, you might have talked about this already. I'm behind on some shows. I keep seeing webcam joke shows on, um, and everyone that I've seen seem weird and unnatural. A webcam stand-up show is like playing uh, Wii Bowling. It's barely a taste of the real thing, a real crowd to feed off. Yeah, there's not a real crowd to feed off. The sound is so weird. Uh, what do you think of these if you already talked about it? No. So, listen. Um, I talked about it on a couple of podcasts, but I don't know if I talked directly to you guys about it, so I will now. Um, I really believe that um, I really believe that it is unnatural. I said no to Zoom comedy shows for corporate corporate gigs, which could have been big money. I just was like, you know what? If 100 to 150 to 300 people are in a room on a Zoom and they're sitting back watching me try to do my act and I'm in my own home, and I'm doing that, then that just doesn't feel, for me, that doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel normal, and you're not going to get the most of me because as much as I'll put into it and commit, I'll put the effort 100%, but then I need to feed off of that crowd. I got I to gotta hear things. I want to see things. I want to be able, as a comedian, to pace around and read your face and then let the next thing that comes out of my mouth be based off of that, based off of what I'm seeing. So if I can't do that, then I don't want to do it. And I don't mean any disrespect. I have friends doing this, but I'm not fucking standing on the back of a pickup truck yelling at cars. I'm not really doing the drive-in thing. I just, I saw it. It's unnatural. It doesn't look good. I just don't think it's good. You know, I saw some friends doing it and they were just, they're just yelling into it. Cars are honking. It seemed like a fucking nightmare and I'm just not doing it. I'm not standing on the back of a Dodge fucking Ram screaming my jokes uh, at cars, you know, that are shining their headlights and beeping for laughs. I'm not fucking doing it. So, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I will wait, but the wait is no more. Because your boy's going on stage next week in Phoenix. I'll talk about it at the end of the show. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Saren says, uh, yes, he's just shouting out the uh, last dance on Netflix. Um, 
Yes, it was really good. What sucks is the the thing about the the last dance on Netflix is that now some people are coming out saying it wasn't one hundred percent real. It was, uh, or not real, but like it wasn't like one hundred percent honest. And they Jordan edited things out that made him look really bad, or whatever. But I'll tell you this: from what I saw, absolutely incredible. Okay, absolutely incredible. The Dennis Rodman episode was epic. The uh, I actually have one more to go. I think I have. I, ha- I think I have to watch ten, the last one. But I mean, the whole thing of just like and the music and him loving the garden, which I love so much, and just watching like Jordan smoking a cigar, watching highlights, holding a baseball bat while he's in the playoffs uh, in the NBA. So cool, man! Just the whole thing was so cool. Um, but I did watch it. Uh, thank you for writing in, Saren. Uh, Jesus writes, family arguments during quarantine. Jesus says, hey, Paul, just wanted to ask you uh, this during uh, your IG live, um, but it was too much to write. My question to you is, by the way, guys, usually on like Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday nights, depending on how I'm feeling, and I know I don't have anything set, but I usually do an Instagram live around 10, between 10 and 11 o'clock, I'll just go on there and I'll shoot the shit for an hour or two and people are hopping on and people seem to like them. So you could check those out. My question to you is, how many arguments have you gotten into with your wife, kids, someone over the phone during quarantine and how bad were they? My old man and I got into into it a couple weeks ago. I'm talking about shouting at each other as loud as we could, standing itches from each other. My mom and sister immediately left the living room and we continue arguing for 15 minutes and didn't talk for two days until he broke the ice. He came into my room and told me that he was going to get groceries and asked if I wanted anything specific. The thing is, Paul, we never addressed the argument. That's how it's always been. I'm my father's only son and naturally we have locked horns plenty of times but we never apologize, talk about it. My dad's an old school, tough as nails kind of guy, so feelings have never been taken into account by him. That was my mom's job. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. P.S. I'm the guy who called you Paul Mussolini on IG when you knocked uh, over the bottle <laughs> of your desk. Uh, thank you for the laughs. Hey, Zeus. Oh, man, that's a great question. Hey, Zeus, I love that. Um, Yeah, I have a couple of family members that I got into arguments with more during COVID. Not so much now because we kind of agree now that if somebody wants to protest and peacefully, that's fine. That's your right as an American. I think everybody agrees that cop was was murdered. And I think that, um, you know, you have some arguments with the looting. But I just, you know, I I said what I thought about that. Um, The COVID-19 I got into it with a couple of family members because a couple of family members, it wasn't happening near them. So you got to understand something, man. That, that's, that's, this is why this is such a great question and this is why people argue. And thank you, Jesus, for this because it's really important to talk about. So here's what I think, okay? If you don't experience shit, you're not going to really understand it. So when you live in the mountains, or you live in the Catskills or upstate New York, or you're in a suburb outside a city in fucking Montana or, or you know, um, Washington State or something like that, right? And the COVID numbers to you aren't shit, then you're going, man, this is some bullshit. But if you are near the city, 
like I am and you have friends who live in the city like I do and you have friends that are in ICU that can't even talk to their families and people are dying and they're stacking bodies in trucks and then you tell somebody, man, shit's real out there and nurses are coming home crying saying it's like a war zone, some are quitting, some don't feel protected so they got to quit, they're crying, it's a fucking terrible thing, then it couldn't be more real to that person but you don't see that. And it's the same thing as, and I, I don't mean to get off, I'm going to answer your question again, but but this is making me go off on this. Um, it's the same thing as like, we don't know what it's like, me, myself, and other white people, we don't know what it's like to be black and be profiled or like walk into a place and be looked at differently because you're black, which I have friends that felt that, right? So when you never felt that, it's easy for people to go, oh, come on, it's not that bad, man, everybody loves you. And it's like, you don't fucking know. And it's the same thing as like, I would argue with family and friends back to your question where I go, yeah, is it Paul? Is it that bad? It's not the fucking media. Now, listen, I, you guys know I hate the media. The media, you know, fear mongers. The media's got nothing to talk about now that these protests are going on. Now you don't hear about COVID. You know, they pick and choose what they want. And I'm not saying that the media is not evil or the media brainwashes us. They, they definitely do. But also some shit is real. And I had friends that I'm going, no, it's I had it. I fucking had it. I had to get, I had a cough that lingered for four and a half weeks. I had to get on an inhaler. Now, I'm not, I wasn't brutal. I'm not going to complain about that. I was able to breathe through my sleeping. I didn't end up in a hospital. I didn't have 105 fever for 10 days. So I was a lucky one. But I coughed. I was uncomfortable a couple nights, mo a lot of nights actually with the cough, days actually, um, I'm sorry, weeks. Um, you know, losing smell and taste and getting the chills and feeling like shit and doing that. And now what happens if my immune system couldn't handle it and that happened? Then what would my family members have said then? You know, then my family, oh, I guess it is real. Does somebody, so it's almost like, does somebody need to fucking, and then you start arguing and they're like, well, you know, whatever, you know, if it, whoever survives, survive. And you just get into it that way. And at the end of the day, do you want to know what it is, man? It's all bullshit. And a lot of it is fear. People love you. They don't want it to happen to them or you, so they try to downplay it. Make no mistake about that. A lot of it is fear. When people go, this shit's not real. Oh, my God. Inside, they go, oh, my God, it can't happen to me. It's probably not real. So I'm just going to be mad at the media because they're, they're afraid. They're afraid to get it. You know? it's like, And then you argue with somebody and you're like, man, this motherfucker makes me want to get have this shit bad so they see. <laughs> you know, like, don't make me want my COVID-19 to be worse so you could see somebody you love suffering to shut your fucking argument up. Um, and as far as never addressing it, I feel like our parents, I don't know how old your parents are. My parents are 70 and 72. And... Yeah, like my dad just grew up in a, I don't think my dad, I don't know if my dad grew up in a place where he was always constantly told, I love you, I love you, I love you. I don't know. And my mom will always say to me, I love you, I love you, I love you. You know, um, but yeah, you could get into a bad fight with somebody and, and then all of a sudden you get into a fight with them and it's really bad and people are weird and awkward for a couple of days and it's like, hey man, I'm going for a walk. You want to go? And, and then th that's basically their way of saying it. Like we were talking, who Burr and I were talking, me and Bill Burr were talking about how Dennis Rodman knew he fucked up, so he knocked on Michael Jordan's door with a couple of cigars and didn't address the fight or didn't address that he fucked up. But in that moment when he knocked on the door with the cigars, Jordan knows this is his way of saying, um, I'm sorry and I'm on board.
and let's fucking let's get this shit done. Um, but yeah, it's really tough times. It's really tough times right now where family members have different social and political views. Family members are, you know, you have a conspiracy theory family member, you have a democratic family member, you have a conservative family member, and all of a sudden all this shit's going on and now everyone's talking about it because we're all home and that's what there is to talk. And, you know, everything got politicized. So, uh, sorry for the long answer, but yeah, that's just life, man. That's the way that it is. Uh, Derek also wants to talk about the last dance. Jordan is a, this is a different take too. Jordan is not a leader. The last dance. This is from Derek. Derek says, Jordan is a great player, but like all greats, only as great as the orchestra. I was watching the last dance on Netflix and about, uh, three quarters the way through, uh, we see what kind of person Jordan is screaming at his teammates uh, like that's going to help people win insanity. That is not the way to motivate people. It causes resentment and chaos. Two cents on this. Unacceptable. Jordan screaming at people like he's some kind of God. Also unacceptable. Pippen being uh, paid bargain basement prices. Yeah. For top level ability. Uh, apparent during the meltdown of the Bulls when he wasn't there to uh, tie the team together. Thanks, Derek. Well, I will say this. The argument against you here, Derek, okay? And listen, I didn't love the way Jordan would pick on people and kind of be a bully, but then during it, I realized what he was doing. And if you notice, especially with that Scott Burrell guy, when he liked somebody personally and thought they had some ability, he kind of picked on them to get the most out of them. I also feel like Jordan leading by example with toughness to get past the Pistons, lifting weights, made Scottie Pippen really turn into Scottie Pippen. So I can't say he was he was he wasn't a leader. I think that he might, you know, kind of come across as an asshole, but when he cried and said that's the way you have to win and if you don't like it, don't play. Um I get what you're saying because I see what you mean and I understand that it is kind of a shitty thing to do, but I also feel that they did win. So it's like Jordan got six in a row from when he played. So, you know, he was a dick, but you kind of knew that, like, you're going into his system and, and, and he's going to get you there. And I think the Steve Kerr thing is a good example of that. But I hear what you're saying, though, as far as, like, you're like, damn, this dude is different than I thought. This isn't fucking Gatorade and, and McDonald's. Uh this one is from Ryan, and Ryan says, close talker. I'll do one more of these, and then we will uh, we will get going here. Um, I'm checking out at the self-pay in Stop and Shop about a week ago, and as I'm ringing my stuff up, uh, I see a pudgy woman in her 50s casually talking about an upcoming wedding in Montauk. Her whole demeanor was the grass is green, birds are chirping, not a care in the world, while the rest of the store was trying to get in and out as quick as possible. Most people in the store are wearing masks, but not this lady. She was talking to somebody who was about 30 feet away from her, uh, and what really pissed me off was she was standing right in the middle of the walkway with uh, her and her shopping cart almost completely blocking the only path to exiting the self-pay area. She was speaking loudly like she was in a bar, so I have no doubt that she was spewing her fucking germs all over the place. 
All I could think was really in the middle of a, of a little pandemic. Hate to break it to you, bitch, but that wedding ain't happening. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, bitch, but that wedding ain't happening. So you need to come uh, the fuck out of my way. To move the fuck out of my way. I finished paying extra slow to give this warthog some extra time to move, but that didn't happen. When it came time for me to exit, I made eye contact with the store attendant, and we both sort of glanced at the lady with the the what-the-fuck looks on our faces. I was in a real non-confrontational mood and just wanted to get the fuck out of there, so I just gave her the death stare on my way out as she continued to yap about, Uh, a wedding she probably (laughs) would have gained 10 pounds at of course when I got to my car I was fuming and regretted not calling her out I know the frustration just by the words you typed and I think the greatest thing Ryan that you could have said in that thing is if you would have just walked up there and been like ma'am it's a pandemic you're not going to that fucking wedding that wedding is not fucking happening and the good news is that means you're not going to get fatter and grosser but get the fuck out of my way so me and all these people could get on with our fucking day that would have been like the greatest ever but um yeah no people people don't care and what's even worse is there are people during times like this that want to go extra slow there are definitely people that um enjoy the the well wait till they see me with the mask or without a mask or wait till they see this or wait till they see that so um yeah it's it's crazy times man this is i mean oh and a meteor's coming so what 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 was 2020 uh we got a meteor coming the size of a stadium but see this is what the this is what the the uh the media does which drives me wild okay this is what the media does that drives me wild they go, oh my God, a stadium-sized meteor asteroid is on its way to, to Earth and NASA's keeping an eye on it. The good news is, doesn't look like it's going to hit us as it's three point something million miles away at its closest. Then why the fuck are you bringing that up? Okay, I got fucking COVID-19 too. I got to worry about killing somebody's fucking grandmother. Okay, I got to worry about, about, about coronavirus. All right. I got to worry about fucking coronavirus. I got to worry about fucking looters. And I got to worry about people in the streets yelling and screaming and violent shit going on. There's racial tension everywhere. You don't know what the fuck is going on. People are not in work. And I got to worry about something from fucking space that they say could hit us. Okay, we got a fucking Indian hornet that's going to fucking kill everybody. Things got an evil look on its face. We got that shit happening in 2020. And then you go, oh, but by the way, it's three million miles away. Three million miles away? If you were like, you know what you should have said? They should have been like, ah, well, you know, I think it's going to miss us by like 20 yards. Woof, thank God. Then I'd be like, holy shit, that's a close call. Thank God, three three million miles away? What the fuck are you bringing it up for? Like that, that's ridiculous. That, I mean, think about that for a second. It's three million miles away, so ah, you know, still go to that barbecue. You people, are you out of your fucking mind? Don't bring it up. I don't need to see that. Who needs to see that shit? Well, the bad news is if you go to jail, you're going to get raped for months. Raped in your ass for months. Okay, but don't worry about it because it's not even a misdemeanor. It's a fine. What? 
What are you bringing it up for? The fuck are you bringing it up for? <laughs> I don't understand. You want to know why? Because the media is like, oh, now an asteroid? That's a story. Put that on the front page. Is there anything else we could do to make people shit their pants? How about there's a fucking vitamin that if you give to grizzly bears, they're going to fucking break, three and run, break free and run through people's neighborhoods killing them. But don't worry because that fucking vitamin doesn't exist. What? I mean, what are people talking about? <laughs> what is going on here? I'm sitting here fucking freaking out every time I see a bee. Okay, I can't even cough without thinking my COVID-19 is back. People are fucking running into buildings, taking, looting. People are fucking throwing bricks at each other. I don't know if a civil war is coming. Sitting here saying, should I, how many fucking guns should I get? Okay, and now you're telling me an asteroid's come. What is next? What is next? Fucking dinosaurs are coming back. That's what's going to be on, I'm telling you right now, that's what's going to be on the, uh, the New York Times. So we have a bunch of fucking dinosaurs are back. We found them, but these ones like humans. So watch out. Now I got to worry about fucking dinosaurs, bears coming, a meteor's going to hit. <laughs> what the fuck? Just blow us up already so nobody has to worry anymore. Can we do that? Just how about, we, how about that? Just blow us the fuck up. I mean, what the, f what is going on? Can 2020 get crazier? Seriously. And Mayor de Blasio fucking stinks. I just have to say that. I just have to. That guy is all over the place and he fucking stinks. Um, what else do we have? What else? What else could we possibly? What else could we, what could possibly happen? <laughs> it's gonna be a new disease. Certain bottles of water kill you instantly. We don't know if it's Aquafina or Poland Spring or Dasani. But they kill you. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I don't know, guys. It's just, I think, you know what somebody really should do? I'm sure somebody's done this too. We all got to get copies of the newspapers from January of 2020 until December of, you know, 2020. And just get all the papers that were, that, you know, whatever it is. What is it? 365 papers. And just cut clippings of the headlines. And you will see pandemic, thousands die a day, looting, rioting, okay? Asteroids coming to Earth, deadly hornets. Lord knows what's next. Horrible, horrible, vicious fucking political battles. The country divided. This is in 360 days. Uh, cops killing innocent fucking people. Innocent cops who are good getting stabbed in the neck and bricks thrown at them. And they're just trying to do their job safely. I mean, it is <laughs> nuts. That being said, I am getting back on stage. That is right, everybody. So if you're one of the people who are a fan, if you're on my YouTube channel, if you're one of the 4 million on TikTok who saw my bit, if you're one of the 1.1 million on TikTok who liked it, or the half a million who saw it on YouTube, or the 200,000 who saw it on um, Comedy Central's YouTube, wherever, and you are in Arizona, come out. Come out this week. I will be at Copper Blues. I will be a Copper Blues in downtown Phoenix, 
okay? I'm doing shows two on Friday, two on Saturday, one Sunday. That is uh, the 12th, 13th, and 14th of June. I am in Phoenix. I will post exactly um, where I am. I think it's I think it's like half capacity, um, but I will be there. And I am looking to, I will be on stage for the first time since March 8th. So uh, months and months, and I'm back the longest I went in probably 20 years, 18 years, whatever it's been, uh, and I'm coming to Arizona. So Arizona fans, get your tickets. I will set a link. I want to, it's half capacity. I want to fill this place out. Um, I promise you, um, I'm still going to bring the goods. I might be a little rusty on that first show Friday. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll be all right. I might be, to be honest, but I'm, uh, you know, cause I just haven't been up. It's going to actually be, it might, to be honest, it might even be a little emotional, you know, it might even be a, a little emotional to be, to get back there and be up there and see the fans and to do that. So, um, um, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be an experience for the crowd. It's going to be an experience for myself. And um, I got to tell you, Phoenix and Arizona have been really good to me. And uh, so to be able to go there and do that there will be amazing. So uh, come out and let's hang. Guys, uh, please go to the YouTube channel, the Paul Verzi YouTube channel. Next week, I am back doing a Zoom with Salvacano from Impractical Jokers. But uh, yeah, go to the YouTube channel, um, like and subscribe. Like I said, it's going to be sketches, more stand-up clips, the Verzi Effect clips, um, and the Dude I Called It web series all coming out. Uh, that's coming out soon, but it's all out there now. And um, get me on uh, TikTok. I just signed up to TikTok. I'm not going to dance like a 16-year-old girl, but since I got 4 million views and 1.1 million likes, you bet your ass I'm going to be a part of that uh, that platform. Uh, get me on Instagram, get me on Twitter. And um, if you guys want to see me on any podcasts out there, hit them up, let them know. I love to do it. If you want to see me on any comedy clubs, hit them up, let them know. I'll talk to my uh, agent manager. We will try to make that happen. But uh, I am back, baby. We are ready to go. And we're going to uh, try to make uh, the, the rest of 2020 be uh, be better than it was. Um, so there you go, man. Love one another and, um, treat everybody the way you want to be treated. And, uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much 450. It feels good and, and, and a little weird to get back to, uh, to talking to you guys, but, um, I hope you enjoyed it. I sure did. And, uh, next week, 451, Salvacano will be on the show. Thank you so much. Shout out to my producer, the TVE. I didn't get to tell you guys this. Um, shout out to my TVE has a new producer. Like I said, we're going to get a new platform. My producer, Andrew Themlis, who is crushing it out there. Um, so when you see all kinds of clips, when you see all kinds of cuts and edits and you see the stuff on the YouTube channel and you see that's all, um, the amazing Andrew Themlis from the confines of his beautiful home in Beverly Hills, which I stayed at. And, um, no, he's great, man. He's great. And it's so nice to have a producer. We're going to be, like I told you guys, we're going to be doing a bunch of different stuff. Um, and that's what we're doing now. Uh, we're going to try to figure out the Patreon, figure out something with that. But right now we're just going to stick to this and, um, there you go. So, uh, check out next week. Enjoy. This will be up, uh, later today on Friday and, uh, love you guys. Take care.